You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hey everyone, and welcome to the show where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. Today, you're really going to thrive because we've got a cool guest. This is Dr. Ryan Sowsley. He's a six-time Ironman triathlete, an ex-college football player. In fact, we actually used to play against each other, which you'll hear about that soon enough, and a fitness fanatic. He attended Western Washington University and received a degree in exercise science. Then he went on to Life University, graduated magna cum laude as a doctor of chiropractic. And you know he's been privileged to have one of the largest chiropractic and wellness clinics um, in the Northwest. In fact, he is on the cutting edge in techniques and spinal correction and nutrition. And he now helps literally hundreds of patients per week in his clinic, speaks all around the country on health and wellness, and coaches other doctors to be their best. He spends his downtime with his kids, which they're super cute. (laughs) We have uh, hung out with them numerous times, skiing, swimming, anything outdoors related. And he's also very invested in his church and just helping people be set free um, and becoming everything they are set out to be. One of his biggest passions is constantly pushing the limit towards optimal performance and health and life. And and that's his mission to help people win at life and just helping their mindsets through that. So let's hear from Dr. Ryan. All right, everyone. Hello and welcome. We have a really amazing guest. We have Dr. Ryan Salzi on today. He is a champion, man. He is one of the hardest working guys I know. Uh, He gets knocked down and keeps on going. And he is a just warrior when it comes to natural health and healing and just helping transform a lot of lives as well, physically, chemically, emotionally. So Dr. Ryan, good to have you on. Hey, thanks, Dr. Chris. It's an honor to be with you. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, let's break into it because I know you are, you you kind of do it all because you've got a beautiful family. You've got two little girls and a little boy and then another one on the way. And you've got an amazing clinic that you help a lot of people with. But tell us your story. I mean, you grew up in a small town in eastern Washington to like what you used to do there and what your vision was to how your vision changed and how you ended up becoming a natural health leader in the industry. Yeah, so I, I grew up, um, my mom's an ICU nurse and she's phenomenal at what she does and she's, I mean, she's done that for over 35 years and so I grew up um, going to the hospital a lot just to watch her and hang out with her and luckily I wasn't really sick much so I wasn't a patient but I, I you know, I just developed a, a fascination with healthcare and um, medicine, you know, just by being around what my mom did. Um, but as I, as I got older, you know, I started to recognize um, the reality that even though we have a, a great healthcare system for patching people up when they get sick, um, we're not very good at keeping people out of the system in the first place. So we, you know, I, I just, I, I realized that um, the need, you know, because as I got older, I, I developed this desire to get into healthcare. And, um, it was apparent to me that the real need was, um, you know, to keep people out of the hospital, not to help people once they're in, we got great doctors, we got great medical schools. And I don't think we're lacking for that, but I just, I realized that we were really lacking 
in education and prevention. And so that's kind of what led me um, to, you know, get a degree in exercise science. I went to Western Washington University. I played football there, got a degree in exercise science, um, went to chiropractic school because chiropractic and the whole philosophy of above, down, inside out healing and innate health just totally made sense to me. Well, I just want to pause you there for a second because you went to Western Washington University and I actually went to Central Washington University and people probably don't realize this because they're, they're both pretty small schools, right? Like Division two yeah. schools, they're not, not, you know, you're not getting any um, bowl games going or anything. But hey, regardless, to get to that level is great. But Dr. Ryan and I, we were in arch rival schools, didn't even know it until like years later when we were um, going to professional school to become doctors. Just a little side note. It's a small it's world. Small world. It, all come, it all comes around, man. It Absolutely. So you were saying about just being an athlete and, and yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. No, that's good. Yeah, I got, got a little glimpse of my glory days there. <laughs> but yeah, so I went to Western, got a degree in exercise science while I was playing football and uh, went to chiropractic school. And so my wife and I got married right before we went to chiropractic school. And then she ended up going to chiropractic school too. So we both became chiropractors. And, um, yeah, I mean, got, got my degree and thought I was just going to come out of school and start helping people through chiropractic. And, and I did. Um, but I also, I also recognized, um, you know, a need for, for even more than that. You know, I think, um, well, you know this cause you're, you're a chiropractor. We help a lot of people with their spines and with their nervous system. We teach a lot of, uh, great principles as far as, far as health. Um, but I also realized that people needed help way beyond just getting adjusted and correcting their spine. And, and so I spent a lot of time over the last decade, um, just learning and, um, consuming as much as I possibly could in terms of nutrition, detoxification, you know, supplement health, gut health. I mean, pretty much anything that would benefit people in terms of their health. And, and for me personally, just optimize performance, because even though, you know, I'm not playing college football anymore, I'm, I'm still extremely um, competitive. And I, you know, I do a lot of, a lot of athletic stuff still. So that's kind of, that's kind of what brought me to where I'm at today. And my wife and I have an, an amazing practice in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and we get to serve a lot of people. And, uh, you know, we're trying to break out of just our local market market and start reaching people, you know, worldwide. That's awesome. And, you know, you're talking about how you're, you know, you're still an athlete and you're still pushing your body and just how you've overcome some pretty significant things when it comes to your future for being able to be active. So I think this is an amazing story because you recently had an Achilles injury or was very severe. Most people would have went down the road of surgery, probably like 95%. And you're probably getting recommended that. And you actually overcame that and without having surgery, which I think is amazing. So can you, can you share with our viewers, like what happened, how you came to the decision to not go through the surgery and how you're doing now? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a funny story because, um, I was in, uh, Chicago last year at a seminar actually. And after the seminar was over, we went played basketball with a bunch of chiropractors and it was, it was this weekly game that all these college athletes or ex college athletes play in. <laughs> and so, you know, of course, like I don't want to embarrass my buddy and be his terrible friend. And so I'm like trying as hard as I can, but I don't play a whole lot of basketball anymore. Like I got, I got into triathlon when we moved to Coeur d'Alene seven years ago and I've done, I've done six Ironman triathlons now and I ski mm -hmm. and hike and hunt and bike and all that stuff. But as far as like explosive sports, like, uh, or ballistic sports like basketball. I don't do a whole lot of that. 
So long story short, you know, I took one wrong step, ruptured my Achilles tendon, and uh, you know, I ended up being a lame friend anyway. <laughs> it's just kind of kind of ironic. Yeah. That happens in any area of life where you try too hard, you know, yeah. it comes back to get you. But so, um, so yeah, I kind of had to hobble my way home and get back to Coeur d'Alene. Went and saw an orthopedic surgeon who, yes, um, recommended surgery. And uh, I was I was kind of torn about it because even though, as a chiropractor and like a holistic health professional. Um, even still, you know, there, there are obviously limitations of matter in certain situations where you need surgery, you know, like you you break your arm in half, like you probably need to go get that fixed. You're not going to eat enough kale to fix that by yourself. But, um, I started coming across some case studies of athletes and different people, um, who had overcome the same type of injury without surgery. And mine was, you know, a lot of people ask me, Oh, you must've only partially tore it. No, mine was a two centimeter tear. So you could stick your finger in the middle of the Achilles tendon. There's nothing there. And uh, get the MRI to, you know, show it and everything. But um, as I started coming across these um, case studies, you know, it just it brought a little bit of hope and, um, you know, potential. So there was this potential that I could maybe not do the surgery and just let my body heal on its own. And, and with my background, and I, you, you share the same core value that, you know, the body does an amazing job of healing itself. We give it far too little credit when it comes to the body's ability to heal on its own if we just focus on removing the interference. And so that was, you know, that's what sat well, sat the sat the best with me, you know, in terms of just gut feeling. Absolutely. Uh, so I went back to went back to my uh, surgeon, told him what I was going to do, and he didn't like it. And he was like, "Okay, so if you're going to do that." I'm going to put a cast on your leg. You need to keep this on for at least three weeks and, you know, not put any pressure on it and everything else. So I let him put the cast on and then I started reading and thinking and like, this doesn't seem normal either. Like movement creates circulation, circulation creates life. And so this just doesn't, doesn't feel right to me. So I went to the hardware store, got a pair of tin snips two days later and I cut off my own cast. And um, Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's eastern that's eastern washington boy right there i love it hey we just get her done yeah no matter what <laughs> so ordered a ordered a walking boot um because the one i got from the orthopedic you know didn't it, it was just terrible so i i got this one where you could actually change the angle of the foot and everything and um yeah from there i just i kind of just rehab myself like i just became a student of soft tissue healing and achilles injuries specifically and, you know, of course, I was I had to work really hard on keeping my nutrition clean. And uh, I took a lot of collagen supplements that are really excellent for soft tissue healing. And um, nine months later, I'm, I'm training for another Ironman. I'm running seven, eight miles, you know, every other day. And I could pretty much do whatever I want. So there was a lot of work in between there. But, um, you know, it's just a testament to to one, like you said, hard work, you know, I think that is a part of it. But number two, you know, I think everybody, everybody listening, you know, you got to remember that your, your body has the same potential that my body does. I think it's easy for people to look at someone like me or someone like you, because you're really, really well accomplished, really fit guy too, and say, well, you know, that's, that's, you know, possible for them, but I don't think I could ever do that. Um, And I I think that's where people are wrong. Like, I think, um, you know, I, th- I think that we all have this amazing potential inside of us and we just have to believe in ourselves, number one, and then make, make sure that our actions match our beliefs. 
That's huge. If you really, if you really truly believe in yourself, you would behave a little bit different than if you had doubts, you know, and we all have doubts, but sometimes you just got to have to, you have to, you know, strap it up and do it anyway. Absolutely. It's, you know, so many times people look at somebody in a, in a public figure, they look at, you know, Dr. Ryan, Dr. Chris, all oh, these guys, they must be perfect at everything they do. That's not me. They were born this way, whatever it is. And the reality is, is like neither one of us are perfect. You know, we all have our vices and, we were created in the same image as everyone else. And the fact is, like you said, we have amazing healing power and there's so many people out there that get forced or scared into having surgeries all the time. And you might think, Oh, you know, it's a routine surgery. Achilles people get that surgeries and cut on that all the time. Right. Or that broken bone or whatever it might be. But a lot of times it's just like trusting our bodies, but we oftentimes make bad choices in a state of fear. And that's like the worst place to make a, a choice is in that state of fear, right? When you're in the ER, when things are not going your way, they're pressuring you about your insurance and your payment. There's sick people all around. There's doctors telling you you got to do something. And the fact that you just you kind of stepped back from that, and I mean, because you're talking about something you're very passionate about, and triathlete and being active outdoors and running a practice. I mean, I'm sure that was one of your thoughts. Like, oh God, how am I going to take care of people scooting around on a scooter and a boot? Uh, but you just took that time to reacclimate and make a better choice for yourself. And that, that's so key. And, and that's what I love about your five minutes of fire that you do on your Facebook page is if you guys haven't heard Dr. Ryan's five minutes of fire or started to listen to that, I encourage you to, because he's always just giving you different perspectives on things and how you're thinking about things and how you're processing things in life. And so what inspired you to do your five minutes of fire? Well, yeah, I mean, I, out of all those different things that um, I study in terms of health, I think mindset captivates me the most just because I'm a firm believer that you have to win in your mind before you win anywhere else. And I think that's true um, in relationships. I think it's true financially. I think it's true in business and athletics. And, uh, you know, high-level athletes ascribe to the same philosophy that you know, visual, visualization and mindset are really the difference maker when it comes to, you know, just a good athlete compared to a great athlete. And so mindset has always been just a fascinating thing for me. And I'm always trying to improve and learn and grow. And uh, really where the five minutes of fire came from is, you know, seeing patients in my office all day, every day, I, I would have these things that I would want to say to patients to motivate or inspire or challenge them. Um, but you know, I mean, when you're with patients, even you, even with your, when you're with them for five, 10 minutes, there's still not really the time or maybe even more so the context to really say what you want to say, you know, cause it's a little different when it's one person standing right in front of you versus like, well, Hey, I'm just going to put this out there. And you know, like my pastor says, if you're listening to this, Hey, if I'm not preaching to you, I'm not preaching to you. If I'm not talking to you, I'm not talking to you. So, you know, you can get away with saying some more challenging types of things, but at the same time, you know, for a lot of people that, that hear it, it really lands well with them and resonates and it, it, it challenges, uh, their state. And it also, I think brings the best out of them. And so a lot of the things that I just think to myself and challenge myself with, I just started putting it on, putting it on video and I would tell my patients like, Hey, you know, I put these videos out just to encourage you guys, and it just kind of just kind of grew from there. So that's awesome. Well, that leads me to my next question, which is: been some moments, maybe some life events that have made the biggest shift in your mindset or how you perceive things. Because every time we get complacent, 
life can hit us with things and we think it's something bad at the moment, but it's just an opportunity for us to rise to that next level, to get to that next great thing. So what have those few things been for you, Doc? Well, yeah, it's funny because when you, when you sent the questions over ahead of time for me to kind of look through and I looked at that one, I actually, that's the one I spent the most time on just thinking about. And I, I was having a hard time narrowing it down to just three because there's been so many in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is that all three of them, um, none of them are like things that people wish for. Like none of these three things, um, you know, people really put on their vision board, yeah. <laughs> I guess with the exception of having kids. So having kids is one of them. Um, and I, I'll kind of go out of order here a little bit. That's but, right. um, the, the first one was breaking my foot twice playing college football. So I was all state quarterback in high school, came out of high school thinking, you know, I was just going to crush it in college. And then I just had injury after injury. I broke my foot twice my junior year. And uh, the second time that it happened, it was, it was kind of a crazy story because I had broken it my junior year, uh, actually in Seahawk stadium playing you guys (laughs) playing central. And, uh, you didn't break my foot, did you, Chris? No, I, it wasn't me. I promise. I, I was, I was, I was probably on the on the sidelines. So you're good. Um, anyway, so broke my foot and rehabbed it all winter. And then right before our, our first spring practice, I get this just weird feeling in my stomach. And normally, I'm not very like signs and wonders type of guy. Like I'm pretty black and white, pretty logical. But I just got this really strong sense that like I wasn't supposed to play football anymore. And it was crazy. And so I remember kind of going, you know, finding this, uh, quiet place on campus. And I just kind of prayed, meditated for a while. And I was like, man, if, if this is really like legit, like I, I'm going to need some kind of like sign, you know, <laughs> which is crazy. Cause I've never before or since, you know, said that type of thing. And sure enough, um, first play of that first practice later that afternoon, broke my foot again, had an x-ray, x-ray, it was all the way broken missed my senior season and it was devastating. So I broke my foot, you know, the second time and, uh, it was devastating because, you know, I'd I'd always thought that I was going to play football or coach football or be involved in football somehow for the rest of my life. And, um, I didn't really have any other plan than that. And I still had a year to go. And so at the moment it was really devastating. Um, but it turns out, you know, God's got a plan. It's a lot bigger than ours and we don't get to see all of it all at once. And, um, it was a, it was a, it was an amazing lesson to just kind of let go and, you know, still work hard and have dreams and have goals, um, but not hold so tightly to the things that I wanted, you know, personally, um, because it was really that event that forced me to get serious about school, uh, forced me to declare a major and to determine, you know, a career path, which is right about the same time that I decided on chiropractic. Um, that's also the time when Aaron and I got really serious and just, you know, I decided I was going to propose to her, um, you know, long story short, like it just sent me on this totally different trajectory that, uh, I don't think I probably would have, you know, gone had I not had that, had that injury. So, you know, that would, that would be a big one, obviously that kind of catapulted me or catalyzed, uh, this, this, uh, part of my life. The other one would be having kids, you know, and the, the, the reason why I put that one on there is I never really thought I'd be a good dad. I've always been kind of just self-absorbed and all in my own little world. And, um, but man, when I, when we had our first kid, it was just like this instantaneous, like all of a sudden I could, I could finally understand how much, you know, God loved me as a son. You know, you hear about that growing up, like 
you know, God loves you and God's like a father and whatever. And even your own dad, like a lot of times and I had, a, I had a great dad, I had a stepdad and a, and a biological dad that were both fantastic. And so I wasn't lacking for love or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I don't think you really fully get it until you have your own kids. And for me, right. it just, it totally softened a piece of my heart that I wasn't really ever sure would ever be softened. And I think that, I think that's a big reason why, you know, I have this compassion and this desire to help families um, with their health, you know, especially kids. We have a huge pediatric portion of our clinic. Um, yeah. And that's, that's really why. And if you would have asked me 20 years ago, I would have been like, no way I can't stand kids, you know, <laughs> but then you have some and you're like, Oh, they're not too bad. They're actually pretty fun. So, well, it's amazing what, you know, attracts you in your life because it's really where you're at in your journey. You know, if you have kids and that's in your passion about kids, you're probably going to attract kids into your life. If you're not in that realm or whatever, you're probably not going to attract those things in your life. And that's awesome. Yeah. And the last one would just be tearing my Achilles. And that one's kind of obvious, but it just, um, you know, I think, I think more than anything, um, it just, it revealed my superpower. You know, so I think we all have a superpower and this, this is a super um, important thing that I think all of us should try to focus on is you got to identify your superpower because if you're trying to press into things that are not your superpower, um, it's going to be challenging. But if you know what your superpower is and you can leverage that, then you're going to be a lot better off. And, and tearing my Achilles and going through that, you know, I think it revealed that my superpower was just grit. Yeah. And I think, I think I'm able to withstand a lot and, um, you know, it's, it's given me confidence because now I'm kind of like, I have, I have no fear. And it doesn't mean that I have no fear that I'm ever going to be hurt again or that I might not or I might lose or whatever, because I'm sure those things are going to happen. Life is life for sure. Um, but it's almost like, you know, the more, the more pain you can endure and triumph over, the more pain you can handle, you know, in the future in a, in a good way. Yeah. So, Anyway, that's no, that's awesome. That's real truth right there for sure. You know, for people that are looking to create a new habit or new direction so that they can, you know, rise to that that new level or just have a better trajectory moving forward. What would be just like one nugget, one action step that you would just help them like guide themselves towards so they could create that new perspective, new habit? Uh, get uncomfortable. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, the, the, the most pivotal moments in my life were the most uncomfortable, you know, even having kids, because even though having kids is a beautiful thing, like I was, I was scared to death of being a dad and having kids. Cause I just didn't think I was going to be good at it. And, um, but it's, you know, like you guys have probably all heard the uh, analogy that you don't know what's on the inside of an orange until, until it gets squeezed. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of true for all of us. And I think that we all have a lot more on the inside that's valuable than we maybe recognize. But that value doesn't come out. That beauty, that superpower doesn't come out until you squeeze yourself or you allow yourself to get squeezed. And so I think, you know, it's different for everybody. But I think uh, I think if, if people are to be honest with themselves, I really think that if you were to ask people, hey, what what's that one thing that you already know, like you don't have to think about, you already know that you should be doing that's uncomfortable, that's going to make your life better but you're scared or you're unsure or, you know, you're lying to yourself that, that you don't have enough information yet or whatever the case is. Like, I think people deep down, they already know what that one thing is that they need to start doing or that, that jump that they need to take, uh, to just, to just level up their life. 
So get uncomfortable. That's my answer. I think that's great. That's perfect. I mean, so many of us get in our complacency and then we, yeah, we can't grow just like the, just like the lobster, right? It can't grow unless it feels that pressure on its shell and on its body and then it can shed it and grow and get bigger. So that's great. You know, doc, what are, what are some ways that some people can um, maybe reach out to you, um, whether it be working with you or just connecting with what you're doing um, on a, on a daily basis to help them get better in their health and their, their mission? So my wife and I, um, we try to put out as much valuable content on social media as we can. And we, and we really, we really don't have an agenda for that. You know, like the five minutes of fire videos, um, we've been doing a Facebook live thing. My wife and I have for the last couple of weeks, just all about keto and the ketogenic diet. And, uh, so if people want to just, um, kind of follow me and see what I'm up to and see the type of stuff that I'm putting out, you know, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and, uh, and then as far as like working together or, you know, um, working on a little more personal level, we have a, we have a website that's being launched here in the next couple of weeks and it's just drsousley.com. Nice. So cool. doctor, yeah, com, And then we'll have all of our content on there too, but there'll be a contact form. And if people just want to write in and ask questions or inquire about, you know, different things that we're up to. That's a way to do that too. Cool. We'll put all those links for the listeners on there too, so they can get in contact with you and, and get those resources. That's awesome. And then last question here, we only got about 30 seconds left doc. So I'm putting it in the fire here, but what does reaching your fullest potential mean to you? You know, for me, it's living every day, like a chapter in a story that you're proud to tell your grandkids. I love it. That's real. You know, that's, that's that's great. You know, that's actually the the shortest because I put you under pressure, but that's actually one of the most clear versions and visions of what fullest potential is, man. I love it. So, hey, man, we appreciate having you on here today. Uh, thank you for all you're doing and helping your community, not just locally, but globally now as well. So we appreciate you. Thank you too, Dr. Chris. You guys, uh, Dr. Chris is amazing. Stay tuned to his show. He's going to keep bringing you tons of value. It's an honor to be on with you guys. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. For show notes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com.